it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. A brand new edition of the Winning Plays Podcast is here and we are back for the home stretch of the regular season. People call it the second half of the regular season. That is a blatant lie. Fuji <laughs> Toronto, who joins me, my partner in crime at MassLive.com. We we have 30 games, less than 30 games. What do we have? Like 23 games left here? It's like 30% of the season, mm-hmm. Suichi. Like this is, it's kind of madness how, how close to the finish line we are already. Yeah, it's pretty much the last like third or quarter of the season, depending on how many games you played. So I do laugh whenever whenever people say second half, though. Like this isn't like the other leagues where uh they, it is more like the traditional second half. So it's pretty much I like it, though, Rob. I've always said like my first NBA full NBA season was last year, and I remember like the first two like a lot the last two weeks before the All Star break is like a grind. Whereas yeah. like after post All Star break, like you're just like it's just like vibes from here. I feel like you got the last stretch. March Madness is happening. Um, then, then you got the playoffs and then you know t- playoffs are tiring but it's also a lot of fun so I feel like this is like when things ramp up and it gets like a little bit more fun so I'm looking forward to it yeah definitely gonna be a fun month ahead on the basketball front for all for the the race in the east the race in the west March mm-hmm. Madness obviously being around the corner um, and we'll be front and center for all of it here but I figure I don't know I'm gonna I made a editorial decision I, I really don't want like I feel like we've passed the point no return for All Star talk. Unless you have a hot take on All Star game, <laughs> nope. I feel like yeah, I, like we're not gonna go there. Like Dan got the MVP, that's great. I feel like if anything, I feel like he missed a huge, huge PR opportunity. This is my one takeaway from the All Star game. He missed a huge PR opportunity, giving the card to Jalen in real time after winning the MVP. <laughs> Just a total, well, total missed opportunity there. Like that would be that would be a legendary move. So the only thing is, I believe the car goes to a charity. Is what oh, I think is they it? said. Okay, so so unless unless Jalen, or I guess it could go to the Juice Foundation. I guess right. That's actually don't, probably... donate to Jalen's charity then. Like here, Jalen, here's we'll send this oh, to the... like whoever you want. Like this is your thing. I mean, this is. The, I I just thought like oh man, from that a from a really PR perspective that. that would have been that would have been hilarious, but. No matter what, it was uh, still they're the only entertaining part of the All Star game, the the one on ones between those guys. So kudos. Yeah, to them. And, in terms of in terms of PR, Jason Tatum could not have had a better PR day for his new sneakers. Yeah, so at least he had that going. Basically, people are going to be like, oh, either I'm going to debut my new sneakers, or I'm going to buy these new sneakers. So all the fans got to see that at least. Cool colorways too. It is. It was. Um, yeah, you can't ask for a better week on that front, and you know to to get that marketing jump started there, but. We are we are not here to look at the past and look at uh, defenseless <laughs> games. We're here to look to the future, Suichi. We have a Celtics team who 
we don't we'll find out later today about the injury, but we'll probably be fully healthy coming out of the all-star mm-hmm. break here with Jalen Brown returning mm-hmm. during the all-star game and Marcus Smart uh also returning the Wednesday before break here. So we're gonna we're gonna look here, move forward here for the last six, seven weeks of the season here. What to watch for the most? What's the storylines, whether it's player wise, you know, full team wise, anything around mm-hmm. the league, like what what is piquing your attention here as we turn the page to the quote unquote second half of the season? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the honors here to open it up here. What's uh what's top of mind for you here <laughs> as we uh get to get into the home stretch? Uh I think biggest priority is simply playing that starting lineup from last season, right? They played what six games together. The yep. double big lineup of Marcus, Jalen, Jason, Alan, Rob. I, I just think that's it. You know, like I don't think it's necessarily like a chemistry thing, but Joe, Joe Mazula has mentioned this like a few times throughout the season. So the past couple of months, it's basically like it's not like it's just kind of like relearning how to play with each other in terms of that chemistry. Like I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily worried that they wouldn't be able to mesh come to playoffs, but like right, like we keep talking about 23 games lofty, but only played six this season just because of injuries back to backs, all those kinds of things. Like I just think that's the biggest priority in terms of just like getting yourself ready for the playoffs. Like it's ramping up time now. Like we've talked about Jason's minutes a lot. Think about Jalen's minutes a lot of depth, all those kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, like you need your top, you know, eight, nine guys playing. And and the top five, as we saw last year, B Rob, right, was a huge part of the that historical great de- historically great defense. And and I think this is a little bit of a different scenario too compared to last year, just because remember last year Rob got injured, I think, against the Timberwolves, and obviously he was kind of shorthanded-ish during the playoffs. Like now's the time where you know you're feeling fresh after the All-Star break. Things are looking good. Your two stars are young, so they should be feeling fresh. Hopefully, don't don't wear it down in the playoffs. So I think it's it's a better. We don't know injury-wise what'll happen in the rest of the season, but if you can keep this momentum going and keep everyone healthy, I think that just you feel a lot better going into playoffs just because you never do know. But I, I just think it's those top five guys, see how they play together, see if they mesh well. They continue to mesh well just because that that's I think that's the biggest priority if you want to make a finals run. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point for you. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right now. Six games, twenty nine minutes. Total. <laughs> twenty nine minutes. Twenty nine minutes, which crazy. is which is nuts, but then you think about all the back-to-backs that, you know, they've been mm. back for longer than that, and they've been healthy together at points more than that, but with the back-to-backs mixed in and then just the odd man here or there being out, like, that, that's really not a lot. And given how good that group was together last year, I think the there it remains the odds-on favor to be when, you know, things do turn to the playoffs that this is the group mm. you're going to roll with. But I could see certain matchups where this group, doesn't necessarily mesh great, you know, mm. in the next 20 plus games that like, maybe you think about, you know, a different look or think about throwing Derek mm. White in there, given based on how good he is. I, I don't think that will happen, but offensively the numbers and the, the limited table size here, but 101 points per hundred possessions with this group together in those six games. Like that's, that's, that's pretty horrendous, horrendous given what this, you know, this team's season numbers are. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with that group is that, like, against the Bucks, I think, I actually don't think that's, like, the best matchup because Rob can't necessarily shoot and obviously want to shoot. Right. You know, like, I like against the Bucks last week when it was basically the main Celtics playing, like, I thought it was partly, or at least one of my takeaways was, like, Rob wasn't the greatest matchup against the Bucks realistically. Like, you just want to, right? Like, they shot the lights out of the ball, I believe, that game. So I think that's the number one thing you're looking at, just like you said, like, to mesh it and, and just see, just because, like, 
I think the biggest thing was the Celtics that I've been so impressed with, like roster wise. It's like pretty much everyone can shoot the ball, like shoot the like the three ball, and it's the willing shooter. Besides Rob, who you know he'll shoot. The Jack went up uh, like at the end of the shot clock, but that's pretty much it. So I think the roster construction is good. But when you do incorporate a Rob Williams, like like Joe Missoula has said, like he gets still space the floor without shooting, but like that's just a different dynamic on the court. So I think that's that's just like you just need those minutes, those game time speeds. Like it's been a season pretty much since you've had this lineup consistently, and I just think. Going biggest tough competition, tough competition down the road. Like you still have a lot of big games. Like it's it's a perfect testing ground to go from here. So, a lot to look forward to. I think. I mean, you still have the number one record in the East. It is by a half game, but and, and you know that's. I think that's the craziest part, Rob. Like you, you ha- like you still had that great season. You you kind of had a little bit mediocre for stretches this year, but like you still come away going into the All Star break, number one in the East, number one in the NBA, and you haven't had your best five out there. And I think that's that's kind of the crazy thing about the Celtics, right? Just so deep. So. We'll we'll see. I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where I think you feel great, but right, you need that next level on the playoffs, and I think this is where the Celtics can get that production, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt that defensively, that group is the best you have to offer to 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 start games there. And I think we've seen the vulnerabilities of you know Al Horford as a, the center, you know, against mm. you know elite you know offenses at times during this regular season now. So. That's uh, if you're gonna go with that look, eventually that's gonna be like you want to win the game more of offense than defense. So, you know, ideally you get back to this where you the the defense is elite with this group when everyone's at their best, and then you get to a better spot offensively. And I think honestly, part of that too is like, I think they need they need Rob to be more aggressive, like taking shots around the rim, like mm-hmm. as opposed to and he he got you know into a good rhythm with that at times last year. But this year, I don't know whether it's a physical thing or just him being unselfish, but like he turns down a lot of things like in good position against smaller guys down there. And those mm-hmm. are a few easy points per game that you might not necessarily want to give away when you have, you know, this group out there. Yeah, it's funny. Who was it? Like maybe it was Tristan Thompson where he would get off his rebounds, but you're like, why are you going up with it? Yeah, right. Yeah, see, see the anti Tristan Thompson. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Rob, why aren't you going up with it? So <laughs> his offensive rebounding numbers are just insane when you look at it when he is on the court and off the court. So he, he's pretty much out there just doing his thing. And he, as a fan, you notice that too whenever he collects them. So I I do think it's funny though that we've gone from the Tristan Thompson from the COVID year to, to now. Uh, you know. Such different vibes compared to that COVID year, or that post—I guess that first full COVID season, which was a kind of a kind of a kind of a mess. But we're here now, so very happy about that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kind of that's Tristan Thompson just isn't in the league this year. Like he, he really <laughs> he went from a mid-level guy to like mm-hmm. pretty much being done within two years here. But that's that's what happens when you when you try to put every ball back and you don't you're not really that good at it. So <laughs> um all right. My fall up here, I'll I'll piggyback off of yours a little bit. It's not the same thing, but uh, it's it's lamp related. Mm. I think I think closing five is uh, the next thing that's mm. top of mind if I'm looking at if I'm Joe Mazzulla right now because once again you really haven't had this group healthy for much of the year, and you're going to have some really tough decisions to make 
down the stretch here, whether that's mm-hmm. going double big with Allen Robinson games or if you only want one big, which one of them to go with on certain nights. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, Jalen and Jason are locks out there. And I think Smart's pretty close to a lock out there when he's healthy. But then mm-hmm. you're deciding between Derek White, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, and even Grant, if he's that guy has a good game going, I think he has to be potentially mm-hmm. in the mix there as well. So I don't know. Do you think, do you think they're ever going to get a point where they like settle on a, a closing five or is it going to be a situation where it's always going to be matchup or game, you know, related in terms of like who's, who's playing well that night? Yeah, I think that fifth spot is pretty much matchup dependent. I guess you could call it the four and five spot. Just because, like you said, like Jalen and Jason are going to close no matter what. Mark is probably going to close. Like, I just think he's too important defensively for what you do. And you're going to have one of the bigs out there where it's Al or, Al or Rob. And I think that fifth spot is kind of the, you know, the revolving door where you can't. Like, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, if you have Al out there, for example, you can go either Rob, Derek, Malcolm, Grant. Like, those are four fide NBA players who could probably start on most teams, I would say. Yeah. Um, or pretty much our starters. Uh, I guess Grant is kind of you know, a little bit more um, up in the air. But, like, that's that's a little crazy, I guess, if you put it. But I think that's just matchup dependent. Like, I also think it's kind of depending on who's hot, right? Like, I think that's the way Greg kind of finds himself into the lineup. Um, if he's shooting the three ball well, kind of the same thing with Derek. But he does – he brings a lot perimeter-wise. Like, I just think that's – and I think we've seen that throughout the season. And I think that's maybe one of the blessings in disguises in terms of, like, kind of the availability questions with Jalen dealing with Fisher contusion, Marcus with a sprained ankle, Malcolm misses a few games. Like, you've got all these guys who are pretty battle-tested, and you have been able to see, like, different matchups and different things. Um, and those closing situations when, when you know, games do matter. And, you know, like, I look it up right now, but, like, the Celtics' clutch record this season has been much better than in the past, right? Like, I feel like, like when we were doing podcasts and stuff like that over this – you know, over the past couple of seasons, it's pretty much like, why aren't they good in clutch games? Like, this season, like, their one percentage is second in the league, like, 69.2%, 18 and 8 in clutch games. Like, that means a lot. And I think that's kind of a testament to that flexibility that they have uh, in, in that fifth spot or whatever, you know, pretty much a three through five based off of availability. So, I think I think you see a lot of good things, but I think you can feel a little bit more comfortable, I think, clutch game-wise, you know, like, at the end of the day, like there is a little bit of luck involved, but there is also like the battle tested, the hardiness that you need to close out games. And I think the Celtics have kind of proven that at the very least. And, and once again, I think that's a testament to the depth because there's just a lot of good things going on there. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. That's that 18 and 8. So that's in clutch situations on NBA. Yeah, like, clutch, yeah, like, like I would not have com, clutch traditional. I would have not have thought it's within five points in the last, <laughs> I think, five minutes of the game. So, yeah, that's like I wouldn't have guessed it's that high because it's like a a few of the ones they've lost have like, you know, been pretty egregious in like those, you know, Mm -hmm. real tight situations late. But if you just kind of zoom out big picture a little bit more, it's like, okay, they've been in tight games in the middle court and they've they probably put a lot of teams away even before it gets to crunch time at that point um, Mm -hmm. in the last minute or two. So that that's a tribute to that. And obviously that's a that's a that's a huge sign of progress based on the last two years, because that was an area they, they really struggled, um, you know, the first half of last season and then, and definitely the year before that, um, when they were shorthanded a lot of the way. Yeah. Uh, actually good. You mentioned that up, uh, the 20, they've only played 26 clutch games, which is actually tied for, I believe the fifth lowest or the fourth lowest in the league, but they yep. have the 18 wins. is good. 18 and eight, like they have the second best win percentage. So that means a lot. And I think, like you said, like, I think that's partly because they are putting games away. Uh, you know, one of, 
one of the better net ratings in the league, obviously. So, but yeah, I, I just think you remember the you remember the close losses, the overtime losses, like the two against the Cavs, for example, early in the season, or sure. or you know, I'm sure we can nitpick one of the eight losses. Like that's that's what people do. That's what the media does in a lot of ways, right? I don't think the players necessarily do, except in the films. So, uh, but I think that's I think you know. I remember B-Rob telling I remember I honestly thought like last season early in the year when they were struggling such games, I thought there was like a little bit of an unlucky aspect to it. I think the pendulum swings a little bit this way. So I think you just enjoy it. I think you enjoy the the wins, of course, but you enjoy that. Hey, maybe you are getting a little bit lucky in these clutch games. Hey, for example, the Lakers came against LeBron, like realistically you got pretty lucky there. I think you take it and you just enjoy the title run just because or the title hopeful title run just because a lot needs to go right for these championships, and the Celtics, I think, have held a little bit of that good karma finally uh, going forward here. I agree. All right. Do you have anything else here? What do you have next in terms of uh, what's on your radar? Um, it's kind of just holistic, but just like very big picture. But just stay number one in the East, I think, is a pretty big thing. <laughs> just because, <Yep>. like, <laughs> one, I think, right, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, the Cavs could catch the 76ers. We don't know. But, like, if you... If we're saying that the top three contenders in the East are the Celtics, Bucks, and the Sixers, you want the Bucks and Sixers to meet in the second round, and you don't have you don't want to worry about Joel Embiid or Giannis in the second round. I think like he did last year. Like, like I think the Celtics should get the credit obviously for that finals run in terms of like beating KD in the Nets, then you beat Giannis, then you beat Jimmy in the Heat in two seven game series. You just don't want that, right? Like we just talked about luck. Like you just like it's it's. Get, even getting to the finals last season took, you know, coming back down from 3-2 deficit to the box, beating the Heat on Game 7 on their home court. Like, those things, you just can't reliably, you know, like, reliably hope for these things every season. So I think just putting yourself in the best position is just so important. Like, you just, like, the Bucks shot terribly in Game 7 um, from 3 last year. Like, you can't, just can't expect that if, if that's in Milwaukee, for example, this season. So I just think, say, number one, do your beat writers a favor, keep us at home longer. <laughs> In terms of the travel, this is a, that's a very selfish thing. I'm not actually serious about that. But just 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 do yourselves a favor too, like in terms of travel, right? Like if you like, it's just so much easier just co- going back and forth from Milwaukee or wherever in these eastern cities. And 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 you know, like I think it's going to be. I mean, it's pretty much a three team race for the number one overall seed in the NBA between the Nuggets, uh, Bucks, and Celtics. So I think maintaining that advantage is huge too. Like it, like be if you think about it, like how tiring would that have been if the Celtics had been one, you know? For all of us watching, but it's like if they forced a game seven against the uh, you know against the Warriors last season in the finals, like flying back to San Francisco and then back, like there's just so much travel that you don't want to do, especially over the course of a long season. So I just think maintaining that one seed, like you know, like in in terms of like this is the stretch run of the season where like you obviously don't want to like grind Jason and Jalen to the ground, playing them 45 plus minutes, 42 plus minutes or whatever, but you know, deal a few more wins here. Just I think that's a bit, very big thing, like. The Bucks kind of had, you know, like I thought the Bucks basically, you know, being okay with missing the Nets kind of bit them in the second round, right? Like, I, who who knows what that second round series would have been like if it was Game Seven in Milwaukee, for example. So all these things, I think it's just it's just also like I just think it's good for the vibe. Just stay number one in the East, number one in the NBA, and you can say you have that. And going into the playoffs, I just think that's good momentum going forward. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. 100%. It's not just, you know, having Philly and Milwaukee try to beat up on each other. It's the teams you're going to face. I mean, not even having to worry about, like, you could play like a Miami in the first round if you were in that mm-hmm. two seed or if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you stumble and drop into the three seed there. So, you know, avoiding those potential pitfalls, avoiding the grind that you saw during last year's postseason. And to be honest, Richie, like, this schedule – in the to finish off the season, it's very doable for them, especially if Giannis yeah. is on the shelf a little bit with this wrist injury, which I imagine, you know, he'll probably try to play through, but that's going to bug him for probably weeks, I would imagine, to have any kind of yeah. ligament issue there. But you have one long road trip, but the teams on that load, road trip, like Atlanta, Houston, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, Sacramento, like th- that, that's not a scary trip. That's a trip that you should probably easily go four and two on. At a minimum. Mm-hmm. So you get through that and then by and large, you have a lot of home games and, you know, you have a couple of tilts with, with the Milwaukee's and the, and the Sixers of the world. But beyond that, like this is, this is a situation where it's right there for you to take care of business. Like you're not going to have to overexert yourself and, and you're getting healthy here at the right time to, to in order to do that without running your, your guys in the ground. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing in terms of like not overexerting yourself. I am, I am actually pretty, I'm looking forward to the two. They play Cavs twice, the Sixers twice, Bucks once. So those will be some big games. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to those. I think those will be fun. But in terms of like the West opponents, like you don't really have any. You're pretty much done. You pretty much said everyone. Teams yeah. In the West. Just Sacramento. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. <laughs> what a thing. What a thing <laughs> we're saying. <laughs> what a what, yeah. What a time. Um. Yeah. Pretty much a Sacramento. I'm looking at the schedule, but like. You really shouldn't be losing to like Portland, Houston. Um, the Jazz are kind of you know up and down, I guess. After their who knows? Start. So they'll be playing at that point. I mean, like middle of March, yeah, exactly. I, I like, have like, that team to be shut down. Season. Like, but you have Toronto twice at home late in the season. Like, what? If the Raptors are out of it. Like, what are they going to be playing for? So yeah, yeah I think uh, the schedule looks great in terms of uh, keeping the number one seed. Uh, and who knows? Maybe you can rest your starters in a few more games, given that basically that extra you know you get the week between the right end of the regular season and the playoffs maybe you you get a week and a half uh which would be ideal so yeah no i think that's good it's, it's the the race there is going to be you know we'll we'll go down to the wire they don't play the bucks again till the end of march and they have that game against philly mm-hmm. too at the beginning of april too um so the challenge is there that the, all those games are on the road um mm. but at the same time the celtics do have the edge you know head to head over philly so far and and are in a tie for yeah. with the Bucks, so that's mm-hmm. a situation where you take care of business early. Those games become a little less important down the stretch there as we get to mm-hmm. next year. Um, my other thing I want to watch for here is kind of piggybacks off of what happened last week is is Joe Mazzulla being named, mm-hmm. you know, the permanent head coach here. I don't, I don't expect this to have any, you know, huge deal in terms of what he does um, from a team standpoint or. Um, how the team responds to him. I think that stuff that is pretty much locked in is the reason why he got the job in the first place. But, but you do wonder just 
you know, even subconsciously how much that could help him just knowing that, like, I'm not coaching for a job. Like I have this job. This is mine. Um, mm. Not that I, I can't, it's hard to see any situation where he would have lost this job at the end of the year, regardless, even with like a, an ugly first round exit. I still think he probably showed enough promise during this regular season where he didn't have to worry about that now, but it's, that's certainly something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. And also just the, I do think the late game stuff with him is something that, you know, bears watching here as we get into the home stretch of the season, because mm-hmm. while the clutch situation has been good, there are, there are a few key games there, whether it's the loss of the bucks or the loss in Miami, um, mm-hmm. you know, back in January where just clear cut end of game situations where they didn't get a shot up and there's fair amount of second guessing for like timeouts in the situations. And so, um, getting more reps in that situation in these as, you know, for some of these, you know, high profile games that they're going to have against the Bucks and the Sixers in these clutch situations. You, you wonder just how much, you know, he admitted some mistakes in some of them and how much that will like, he'll try to amend that going forward there as opposed to, or just continue to let this team roll in the regular season and try to learn from their mistakes on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think two things with Joe, obviously the first thing is what you mentioned, the in-game coaching. I'm actually curious to see how, you know, he has the experience, I think, which is obviously good as an assistant in terms of, like, scouting these opponents and building the game plan and stuff. Like, I'm curious to see. Like, it's just so different compared to the regular season. Um, I believe, and speaking of a few people, I believe he had to scout for the Miami game last year, which is kind of a big deal, I want to say, in terms of, like, him, like, helping his, like, coaching pedigree and his reputation and everything. So, I wouldn't. This isn't like a knock on Joe at all. Um, I'm, 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 I'm personally just curious to see how he, you know, how he, how he deals with those adjustments over the course of the seven game series um, against, you know, some, some very talented coaches, some very playoff tested coaches too. So, I think that's something that will, you know, hopefully doesn't become an issue or anything. And I'm, I'm not saying it will, but I think that's just, it's just one of those things that you're gonna have to go through for the second straight year right like with Ime essentially right like that was his first time kind of navigating that and I'm sure he got comfortable as as it went on so I think that'll be good and hopefully you know the Celtics will get a nice easy first round opponent where they can just kind of tinker with some stuff um against you know an inferior opponent just kind of overwhelm them in four or five games so but uh, you know it's great point b in terms of the the gel aspect um I think uh I'm hoping he uh he uh he enjoys that I guess, but I'm hoping he's uh you know I'm hoping his media answers will be a little bit more. <laughs> that's that's a, a, we'll put it that way. <laughs> I will tell on that front now, but yeah, that, that's a nice. Thing <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you're right. Like the the how he handles the chess match of a playoff series will be fascinating to see because that that that's mm. you know the true test of a, any head coach and um you know we saw his fingerprints over what the Celtics did last year from a scout perspective mm. like you said and now he it goes into a even a higher stage so all right my we'll we'll wrap up this on number five to watch here this is and I'll throw it to you for this the Celtics rotation 
even in a regular season mm-hmm. game when everyone is healthy, I'm fascinated wow. what it's going to be. Because, like, <laughs> because Joe has liked to play, you know, he's gone, you know, eight guys a lot, sometimes nine. When everyone's mm-hmm. healthy on this team, there, you could make a strong case, you know, 11 guys probably want to be playing or feel like they should be playing on a nightly basis. And so mm-hmm. my, my question is like, are they going to try to decide on nine for the playoffs or eight for the playoffs? And what, mm-hmm. and is that going to be kind of figured out here in the next six to eight weeks? Or is that going to be all just situationally matchup wise in the postseason? But well, yeah. we'll start with the regular season right now. Like who's, who's in your rotation right now, Suichi? You're, you're calling the shots. Who's, who's coming off the bench? Who's we know certain guys are automatically going to play, but who's your picks out of the uh, the wild card options coming off the end of the bench? I think I'm, I'm so one thing for that is uh, remember last year to like pretty much end the regular season, Ime just kept playing like eight nine guys. Yeah, yep. So like I I think we might I, I'm wondering if we'll see a little bit more of that. Uh, but coming off the bench, I think in the in the regular season, I think he's going to go nine ten. I think you're going to spell Robin out. I'm sure like it's still the regular season. And that's smart uh, to do that too, by the way, like you, hmm, those guys should yeah. not be, there should be at 25 per game for those guys. I feel like. Yeah. And obviously you're going to have a Malcolm. Malcolm's going to play no matter what. Derek's right. going to come off the bench no matter what. Grant's going to come off the bench no matter what. Right. Um, and I think one of the big guys is going to be, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the Luke Cornette, he hasn't played as many minutes recently. I wonder if that's not necessarily like a, like a Mike Muscala is better than you kind of thing, but more of like a Mike Muscala just needs minutes kind of thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I, I'm not, so I am kind of curious to see what they do with that. I think one of those guys will end up seeing like, I don't know, like 10 minutes a game. I don't think, I'm sorry, Payton Pritchard, I know you want to be traded. You're not going to see minutes <laughs> in, this, in this rotation unless it's like a blowout or something like that. Um, I don't think Blake necessarily need to lean on even at this point if you're fully healthy. So in, in the regular season, I think that's how you kind of view it. Playoffs, so I think we're going to see like an eight-man rotation. But I think the biggest thing is I think it's going to be a lot of like if Malcolm or Derek maybe doesn't have it that night, which happens. It's a long season. It's it's a long playoffs. That's what they hope. Like I think you're going to see like a few games where like Malcolm doesn't even play 20 minutes or Derek doesn't even play 20 minutes. And I think that's just simply an opportunity thing. Like when Derek White was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week, I simply think that was – you got the shots, you got the minutes, and you're like a bona fide NBA starter. And obviously he was playing well and he was shooting great, way above his career norm, so you should get credit for that. But I think people kind of forget, like, Malcolm Brogdon to score 20 points per game as a starter in his league. Like, Derek White was like a bona fide starter with the Spurs. Like, they weren't necessarily great. Uh, they weren't the Tim Duncan Spurs, but, like, that's still, like, he was still putting up, like, in teens and everything. So I think you're going to see a lot of, like, Derek White, 15 minutes, five points, like two rebounds, and that's it. Just because you don't, maybe Malcolm is hot that game. And it, it won't be like an indictment on Derek or, or Malcolm or, or Grant in any case. It's just simply how deep you are as a roster. So I think we're going to see a lot of that in the playoffs. In the regular season, I still think, like, I still think the rotations are going to be a little bit wonky just because, like, there's still back to backs. There's still a lot of travel. Like, you got, like, what? What is that? It's like a seven game road trip, a six game road trip in the middle yeah. of March. Um, Like, you're just going to save your guys in that scenario, I think, just because I, I think that's the right thing to do, probably the smart thing to do. So I think regular season will be, still be a little bit wonky. You're going to still, you know, experiment, like we said, with the starting five, the rotation, all those things. But then in the playoffs, I think it's really going to shrink. And people are just going to have weird numbers just because that's the playoffs. And you just need to play the hot hand, I think, every night, especially from three, right? Like the Celtics team loves shooting up threes. And, and as a result, like you're opening yourself up to a little bit more variance there. 
And if Derek White could start three for four, well, you're going to play the hot hand, I think, a little bit. That's just how it is in the playoffs, I think. So, But we'll see. Joe Mazzula, I'm curious to see what he does. He, uh, you know, he could go a lot of different ways, so that should be fun as well. I mean, that's a pretty dang eight-man rotation there you went through for the playoffs. You think about it, like, that's as... Like, you think about, <laughs> you know, White, Brogdon, Grant coming off the bench. That's pretty, you know, ironclad That's pretty there. much it, I think. And then... Yeah. You know, if you, you want to get nuts, days. if Hauser keeps shooting the lights out, maybe he sneaks in for like a few first half minutes. But beyond that, I think, I think you know that like one of maybe like Hauser or Muscala, like if one of those guys for matchup wise works, maybe they'll get a chance. But mm. I'm a few. I think that's that pretty much is like it's like an eight and a half man rotation. Um, yeah, I, I am curious how effective Hauser will be in the playoffs just because. Right. Like we see him get hunted in a regular season. Like that's going to be like magnified 10 times in the postseason. Right? Oh, yeah. Just get the switch on him. Yeah. Like, you know, like and I, I'm just curious, like I'm just wondering, like if he doesn't hit like, you know, two for two for three or whatever in five minutes, like is it really worth playing him if teams are going to hunt him? I, I think Sam is a little bit better defensively. Um, Like he can hold his own, generally speaking. But like in the playoffs, like if you, you know, if you switch on the Giannis, like then what happens? You know what I mean? So it's just. I am. I'm. I think. Uh, like you said, eight and a half man rotation. I'm curious to see what happens with Sam. Um, obviously having a great season, but you know, you never know. <laughs> I feel like you just never know in the playoffs. It's just a completely different beast. So it is. We'll see. Well, all those guys will get some reps here against some of these potential playoff opponents in the next mm-hmm. few weeks here. But that will be. You know, we probably won't get a full answer to that story until we get to April here. But that'll do it for us here. As we get you ready for the second half of the year, make sure you're following Suichi on Twitter at S-O-U-I-C-H-I, Tirada. Um, Make sure you're checking out all our stuff at MassLive.com as well. We'll be uh, hitting the ground running. Suichi will be on this upcoming trip to heading to Philly and MSG as well, which will be a, a nice way to kick things off here in the in the home stretch of the season. And then we'll be back with you guys next week to respond to it all and see i don't know sweetie are we gonna get a full healthy like they're gonna play we're gonna get a healthy squad for this whole trip it it kind of feels like we will but time will tell the injury report comes out in hours right it's like yeah someone pops up on the injury report then that's not a good sign after a week off but stranger things have happened (laughs) that's true all right well exactly i know oh god don't get the covid outbreak now (laughs) like the rest of the world but all right thanks for hopping on suichi and we will talk to all you guys again next week yeah thanks for having me